Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. So I'm a father of what? I gotta find a babysitter. I found care.com and I was blown away. Through the platform, I was able to find local and experienced candidates along with their reviews and rates, which were way more affordable than I anticipated. Care.com really put me at ease knowing that they were all required to go through a background check. If you're like me and you need to find someone reliable for your childcare necessities, check out care.com. Find the ideal sitters for your childcare needs. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hello and welcome to the MMQB podcast. I'm Connor Orr, and and Gary Gary Grambling's gone. He's he's not here. I don't know where he is. I've been trying to find him for hours. He needs to uh, he needs to give me more of a notice um, when he goes away. Just kidding. Gary is uh, is enjoying himself. A well deserved vacation for our uh, for our wonderful editor. Uh, and podcaster and writer at large. So we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do something special today. We're going to help you guys prepare for your fantasy football drafts with the great Michael Fabiano. Michael, how's it going, buddy? A little bit busy, man. It's that no time kidding. of the year. I feel like the Rams <laughs> just won the Super Bowl, right? I mean, and and we're already back again to trying to accomplish something that uh, we, we all want every single year, and that's winning a fantasy football championship because there's nothing else anyone should want more, right? I mean, that's that's the that's the ultimate goal in life is to win that fantasy championship. 
in modern times, this is absent a gladiator ring, our our true <laughs> uh, our true field of battle. But I I like having Michael Fabiano on for a couple reasons. One, I agree with Sean Payton that uh, for there should be a line blurred between the supposed fantasy football expert and the NFL analyst because I believe that fantasy is pushing forward our collective knowledge of football faster and better and in a more concrete way than I think that we've experienced uh, in a long time. Uh, and so I'll, I'll start there. What, what has this been like for you to sort of ride the wave of this, see the boom of this? It, it's been incredible, but also I feel like we're all better because of it. No question about it. And you, you see the NFL growing financially, of course, and in terms of popularity every single year. Fantasy football has got a lot to do with that. It really does. And if you remember, Connor, in the beginning, the NFL didn't want to embrace fantasy football. They didn't. They saw it as gambling. Boy, how things have changed. <laughs> now, now we've got stadiums named after casinos. But I digress. You have people now who maybe paid attention to their favorite team and teams within that division to watching a Thursday night Jags-Titans games because they have Trevor Lawrence starting as their QB2 in a Superflex league. That's <laughs> It's been amazing to watch. I've been doing this now. This is, what, my 23rd year, 22nd or 23rd wow. year? And in the beginning, I remember doing radio interviews, and that was like, wow, I just was on live radio talking about fantasy football. And then it grew into television, and of course, now you've got multiple networks airing fantasy football shows, fantasy sports shows. It's been a lot of fun. The NFL has certainly benefited from it. And you're right. It has made the average fan smarter. I will name drop here. I've been known to do that. I don't care. It's fine. <laughs> My pal, uh, Jim Nance, who I played in fantasy leagues for a long, long time, has told me in interviews, fantasy football has made him a better broadcaster. Wow. He is big time into fantasy. He plays in multiple leagues. And not that Jim doesn't already have a ridiculously good knowledge of the NFL, not to mention PGA and NCAA. I mean, he's done it all. But fantasy sports and fantasy football in particular even took him a little bit deeper and made him a, uh, a better broadcaster. Again, I don't know how Jim could do that because he's already uh, amazing. And I think that's probably the case with a lot of people, too. I'll do interviews with reporters on Sirius XM. And these guys never had to talk about fantasy football, but now they know they knew to incorporate a fantasy angle into their analysis because what are people looking for? Connor, you know this. They want that NFL information, but they want it as it pertains to their fantasy teams now, not only just to the teams that they might root for. I remember in 2013 or 2014, it was my first year covering the Giants. We were moving from a daily newspaper to more of an online 24-7 kind of thing. And I'm working on, for two weeks, this big profile of um, one of the Giants running backs at the time. I forget who it was. And uh, all my, bo my, my new boss who came in very digitally focused said, well this is great. You know, we know, uh, you know how he grew up and how he became this person, but who's getting more carries this weekend, him or Peyton Hillis. And I was like, well, that's, that's not my job as a beat reporter. And he said, that's absolutely your job as a beat reporter. That is in fact, your primary job as a beat reporter. And, <laughs> um, 
And so that shift in focus, I mean, you know, I still love doing the deep dive there, but I think one of the things that I've gained a lot of personal satisfaction from is, is dropping those little nuggets like, Hey, this weekend, you know, watch out for this guy as a wide receiver three. And all of a sudden somebody picks him up off waivers and, and, and has a great time with it. That's, that's fun. That is, that's part of the information economy. Now I'm trying to figure out who that running back is that you were talking about Peyton Hillis. They had was David Wilson on the team at that point, right? That was I mean, he right was... after. Um, that was right after David Johnson retired. So, so remember, because he been... had to retire early that year. So maybe it was Andre Brown. Somebody Andre like that. Brown. That's who it was. Andre Brown. Wow, what recall? That's I, fantastic. I have lost. I have lost more common knowledge stuff, and filled my brain with <laughs> useless football stuff. <laughs> I, I can't even tell you, but yeah, I, and, and everything now that we talk about, and as you mentioned, it has a fantasy spin. What do we talk about in terms of depth chart battles? We're looking to see who maybe is going to climb, uh, the, the, the target share, um, totem pole, as it were, uh, who's going to see more touches in a backfield. Like you mentioned with the giants. It all wraps into fantasy sports, mm-hmm. and now we see, of course, more of the wagering going on as well, which is which is great, and it's just another way for the NFL uh, to promote that big monster. So I wanted to. Uh, we're going to get to. Uh, we're going to get to some of Michael's big uh, uh, takes for this uh, for this fantasy football season. Some of his favorite uh, players. Some of the players he thinks that are going to be overdrafted. But one sort of uh, shopkeeping question for me because I always like to ask other people in the business this. A little bit of a background. So uh, my my father in law is a contractor. Worked for sixty years. Uh, you know, building houses, electrician. And he comes over and he sees me working one day. You know, and I have football on. You know, I'm on my computer. And 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 I totally don't blame anybody for saying this, but you know, his thought is, is this what you do all day? You just sit here and you watch football and you talk to players. What is sort of that analogous question for you as a fantasy football expert and analyst? Is it like, what do you do? Just draft fantasy football teams every day? And what's one thing that I think that you're particularly proud of that, you know, you're saying, no, there's a lot more that goes into this than you think. I'm I'm not just sitting here, uh, you know, on Yahoo uh, redrafting eight or nine teams here. There, first off, is so much more research involved than people may realize Mm -hmm. as a fantasy analyst you've got to know what's going on with every single team for the most part you've got to know which wide receiver may see more targets because someone's hurt you've got to know the incoming class of rookies and what their skill sets are and where the best fits would be you need to know which team's run 12 personnel more often who's running 11 person. I, I, and it's, it, I could keep going down the rabbit hole, but I'm not going to, <laughs> we are in a time now with so many really good analysts, whether it's fantasy, whether it's wagering, whether it's real football. And there's so much information out there, pro football, focus, uh, pro football reference there, uh, sport radar. There's, it, there's so much information out there. Sometimes, it's it's a little mind numbing. You're like, oh my gosh, just tell me who to start and who to sit. And I, <laughs> I try not to get too 
into the weeds with stats, although I love the stats, because I want people to be able to absorb the information easily and not get overwhelmed. And sometimes you get overwhelmed. I mean, Connor, you know, there's so many different stats that we can look at and you can twist and turn numbers really any kind of way that you want to, to help defend a, an opinion that you may have, Mm -hmm. for example. But I do get that. uh, Like you, is that all you do all day is watch football? (laughs) No, it's not all I do. Do I watch a lot of football? Yeah. Do I love the, um, the replays that the NFL has where I can just kind of burn through games quickly at a 45 minute per game clip. Yes. That, that stuff is all very cool. And there's a lot of different things. Do I read through PFF? Yes. Because you have to keep up with the Joneses. When I started this back in what 2000, we looked at, I don't know, you know, rush defenses, pass defenses. Like, there wasn't much <laughs> to look at. Yeah. There was there wasn't a lot of stats to look at. Yeah. And that's how, now you got everything. I mean, the, the, the stats are are bananas. I mean, you've got a dot and it, there's there's just no end to the stats that that we see now. And, and much of that has to do with fantasy football, next gen stats, the NFL post. A lot of that has to do with people who are into fantasy or into wagering and want to know this information who's running routes out of the slot who's running routes out wide there there's there's no end to it and so i i would say that not that this is ever stressful because at the end of the day we love what we do mm-hmm. and we're we're covering the nfl we're covering pro football and its players but it has become even more laborious to be an analyst in fantasy than ever before because there's so much information out there and you don't want to be that guy who doesn't know. So it's always ingesting information, whether it's depth chart changes, whether it's coaching changes, personnel changes, whether it's an offensive change, whether it's a stat, you always want to be on top of everything. So right now, more than any other time, it is very time consuming to do this but it's a labor of love for sure yeah and i give i give you and i give uh fantasy experts in general a lot of credit because you know uh, i've done uh like pre-kickoff q a's uh where i'll talk uh, i'll do like a twitter live or something like that um and a majority of the questions are fantasy focused and like you i mean you pride yourself on being ready for this you pride yourself on knowing it all but um, it reminds me of like the old Mike Mayock pre-draft press conference where you could get some guy that comes on from, uh, you know, my not my not in the Dakotas. And, and he's like, uh, hey, have you heard about this guy who played third string in this college? And Mike Mayock knows it. He can pull it right, right up and he can answer the question. And for you and, you know, for, for me, it's like there's always that 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 nerve around that potential landmine question where a fan's just going to be like, hey, have have you heard about Chargers fifth receiver X who might be active and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, there's this, there's a pride to that. You know, you have to, you have to keep working. But I also, I, I'm, I'm not afraid to say, well, I just don't know. I'll yeah. give you an example. Yeah. Individual defensive player leagues. I haven't played in one of those leagues in probably five years because I'm in so many damn leagues. <laughs> I don't want to play in one. 
And to be quite honest with you, they're not popular enough for me and a lot of analysts to pay much attention to. Mm-hmm. So if come, somebody comes on my show and asks me about IDPs, I will tell them I, I, I am not the person to, to ask about this. But when it comes to traditional fantasy, you got to be all over it. Mm-hmm. You have to be all over it. I've never been – IDP leagues are fun. I've never been a guy who likes to stray from the traditional fantasy football, although I'm getting into more and more of the super flex leagues and two QB leagues because it it really increases the value of the quarterback and the quarterback is the most valuable position in the NFL, mm-hmm. if you ask me. But most, I'm trying to make sure that I satisfy the knowledge of the, the fan base, which is traditional offensive minded. And that's, that's where I really pay a heck of a lot of attention. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, Discover must-see shows and hit movies. And get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. So we're going to hit you with a few uh, rapid-fire questions before we get into some of your takes on the 2022 season. But I do have to follow up for a minute because you can't drop a Jim Nance without telling me. Does he have a funny – does he have, like, a cute fantasy football name? Like, <laughs> is, does Jim Nance – No, I mean – so we used to play in a league that was called the Masters. Wow. For obvious reasons. Yeah. And we – 
I don't remember that he ever had any sort of like funny or I mean the league name is funny. Right. That's, or strange yeah. like team name. But when you would play, it would be me and Jim. Mad Dog and Francesa would play air quotes in the league, but I don't know that either one of those guys is super knowledgeable when it comes to computers and fantasy. <laughs> so like you know, Mark Malusus would run one of the teams, but wow. those guys would finance it, right? And those are always a lot of fun. Like some of the some of the people in the league, like one of the one of the members of the league was one of the top advisors to like George Bush. I mean, so wow, right? So it was it was fun that league we haven't done it in a while jim cut back on some of the leagues but jim will mention fantasy football on the air yeah when i started at cbs this was years ago and i started what was called the gridiron guru league it was all cbs talent like dan marino was in it boom was in it steve tasker randy cross gus johnson brent jones bonnie bernstein wow. everybody was in it and if Jim was doing well, and Jim actually was very good at fantasy, he's very good at fantasy football. If his team was like number one in the standings, they would throw a graphic up of <laughs> the standings of the Gridiron Guru League and show how how well he was doing. And I would always get on him about that. Well, when you're not doing well, why don't you throw the standings up there? Maybe I'm in first place at that point. <laughs> But great dude. I remember I would go, to, I don't remember what, if it, it wasn't the Genesis open at that point, it was something else. It may have been the Northern trust open and I would go and visit him because he's not in LA a whole heck of a lot. And I remember being in the tower at 18. Of course, this is way before COVID or anything like that. And he said on the air to Nick Faldo, do you know that Michael Fabiano's in the gallery today? And Faldo's like, who? And Jim goes, the guru. You don't know the guru? And oh, no Faldo way. Has no idea. Yeah, yeah it, it was. It, it's hilarious. But Jim will certainly bring up fantasy football uh, during during broadcasts and because he knows that a really good percentage of that audience is looking for information that's related to fantasy. It's it's one of my favorite things that nobody talks about. I did a story a couple of years ago on um, the sound the sound engineer for Fox who was playing all these this great jam band music during the breaks. Right, he mm -hmm. would play a lot of Fish and a lot of Grateful Dead. And turns out he's in a fantasy league with Bob and who calls the Jets games, and then like the bass player from Humphreys McGee and the two of the guys from Mo. And you know, I love that there's these star-studded fantasy leagues all over the place and these uh -huh. these very secret hawkish fantasy players who we only see through the lens of celebrity i just i love that you know and i'm sure you experience that kind of stuff all the time you must have you must be like just pockets deep with like high roller fantasy stories yeah nance plays in a league with mickelson oh my god can you imagine there, and i think i think <laughs> robo might be in that league too i'm not 100 percent sure but I think Romo might be in that league too. So yeah, I, I've, <laughs> I, and I, I have, again, I get, I get made fun of because I'll name drop, but these people are friends. I run a celebrity league that by the way, is going to be drafting next week. And that league has Jeff Garland, 
Jerry O'Connell. Guess who's in it this year? Austin Eckler. Wow. Des Bryant. Jerry Cantrell and Mike Ines from Allison Chains. Wow. Uh, Seth Rollins from WWE, The Miz. Yes. Who I whose ass I kick on a yearly basis in fantasy football. <laughs> he 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 can't beat me. He 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 likes to talk trash. He can't beat me. Now in the ring, I'd be in trouble. In <laughs> fantasy football, I I I take care of him. Let's put it that way. Allison Chains, the band, uh, who a lot of people are familiar with, they do a league. They've been doing it for years and years and years. And that league has Michael Bublé in it. And The Miz is in that. There's some there's some crossover. Uh, Duff McKagan is in that league. Scott Ian from Anthrax is in that league. It's a lot of fun, man. It's so cool. And a lot of ce- celebrities play in fantasy leagues. A-, a lot of celebrities do. And more and more players are getting involved. Baseball players like Adam Wainwright. He's got an entire charity, Big League Impact. That's based on fantasy football and people being able to play in leagues with their favorite baseball players from, from different cities across the country. It's, it's become huge. And I love the fact that now I can get involved in a fantasy league and maybe win some money for charity. Yeah. There's, there's a league out there that is run by the NFFC that James Roday, who is big time into fantasy and charitable uh, uh, events like that. The Miz is involved as well. Kofi Kingston from WWE. We all play and it's against like some of the best players in the world, high stakes. And those folks are awesome at fantasy. They don't get enough credit. They're amazing. Some of the people that I've met in the high stakes world, they're just incredible players. And we all play and some folks are trying to win money for themselves. Others trying to win money for the V Foundation, uh, Connor's Cure, uh, and some of the charities that I play for um, big league impact, which I mentioned with Adam Wainwright. So it's great that now fantasy football has been spun into being able to uh, be a, uh, a charitable Avenue for those less fortunate. And a lot of celebrities are using that. A lot of celebrities are using that. I mean, look at what Austin Eckler's doing. Yeah. He's uh, Austin's great. Really good dude. Very easy guy to root for. He's, you know, he's got the, he's got the Austin Eckler foundation and he, is basically like the the current players ambassador for fantasy right now. People love him. I got Des Bryant into my league this year. Des has never played in a fantasy league before. Wow. But Des is playing for a charity. He wants to get involved. So it's it's very cool. What what the the, the best part cuz I'm I'm a fan too, Connor, so are you. I mean, we're all fans at the end of sure. the day. It's cool to be able to play in leagues with dudes that you were drafting 20 years ago. <laughs> right? I mean like I had LaDainian Tomlinson on my show yesterday. I'm, you know, I love LT. Marshall Falk, love him. You know, good friend Kurt Warner, who's going to be on my show this week. Irv, I, I, the, the list goes on and on. It's just so cool. The first year that I played fantasy was 98. My two backs, I drafted Terrell Davis and I traded Michael Irvin, don't tell him, and Jerome Bettis to get Fred Taylor. And that wow. was Taylor's rookie year, 98, and I won the league. And however many years later, and then this is way before I was in the industry, I got to do a segment on NFL Network with Terrell Davis and Fred Taylor. <laughs> it was awesome. So I, I certainly am blessed and lucky to be doing what I'm doing. And I'm very glad that I've been on the, the magic carpet right here to see fantasy 
become what it is and it's never going away ever i i i'm i agree i and and i agree with that sentiment entirely and you and i at some point off air need to have two drinks and you need to uh, uh i i need a more in-depth explanation of a league with the guy from anthrax allison chains and michael buble are all in the same fantasy football league that yeah. is phenomenal yep. that is that's the best it's amazing. It, it is. It, it is awesome. And the guy Jeff is in that league. Jeff Garland's in that league too. It's just a lot of fun. And at the end of the day, everybody in the league basically donates something, some sort of memorabilia, to be donated at the end of the year. And I've won the league two years in a row now. I think they're going to kick me out if I win again. <laughs> and so, big league impact has done pretty well. Rich Eisen is in the league as well. There's just, it, it's just fun. You know, we, we, we have a good time playing in the league and competing against one another. Um, you want, you want a you want a real name drop? Oh yeah. That's what we're here for. Okay. So one year it was towards the end of the season. I went to Jerry's house, Cantrell to watch games and Duff was there. A couple of other guys were there. And the front door opens. I kind of turn around and I can't really tell who it is. And I'm, I'm Miz is with us too. He Miz is hanging out with us too. And who walks into the living room? Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> and and then now and now Miz, God love him. He's he's a very famous dude. We both looked at each other and we were like, holy. It's Iron Man. <laughs> and Robert Downey Jr. came and sat down with us and talked with us for two or three hours. He's not a big sports guy, but it was one of those moments where I was like, this is pretty cool. Where we're all watching football with Duff and JC and Mizanin and and Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. It was like just crazy it was it was very cool very cool now now i'm gonna get killed because oh fabiano is just name dropping left and right but it's just stories it's and uh, yeah. things that i've things that i've been able to encounter over the years that have been very memorable a lot of fun just just sitting around watching some ball with the guy from guns and roses a wwe superstar and robert freaking that Danny jr yeah that was like a wow moment for me i remember when me and Mike left, we got in the car and we just looked at each other and we were like, we just hung out with Robert Downey Jr. That was insane. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was pretty cool. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, Game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. All right, we're going to we're going to uh I have two lightning uh questions for you and then we get, we're going to get into the 2022 season cuz uh, okay. I, I don't I don't want to keep you too long here but your your greatest win in in fantasy history, your greatest whether it's a comeback, <laughs> whether it's a win, I'm sure you have one that that resonates with you. A couple of years ago there there's a league called the Kings Classic and I hadn't been in the league ever because typically you got to go to Canton and that's where they do the draft. Mm-hmm. And I just had never been able to travel. I was on the air all the time. So now that things have been different and we had COVID, we, I ended up participating in this. League, and it's like the best of the best when it comes to the fantasy industry. These guys are all awesome. And I was in the finals and I'd never been in a league. So it was the first year with Mike Clay from ESPN, who's a dear friend and just, unbelievably knowledgeable like one of the guys i respect the most in the business do you remember the monday night game bills patriots where josh allen and stefan diggs just went off Mm -hmm. do you remember that game yes i was getting my butt kicked clay was killing me i was down probably 70 something points i was i thought i was done like there was no chance and allen and diggs Scored more than the number of points I needed to erase the deficit. And I ended up winning. That was a big that that was a big one. I like that in most in terms of like recent memory. I remember that one thinking I was dust. There was no way I was going to win, and I won. And then last year, because I love to talk trash about Miz, we we play in a couple of leagues together. Um, I think it's like three or four now, but. I run my celebrity league and he's in the Allison Chains League with me and the other guys. And one week we just happened to play each other. So I, I, I threw out a little challenge. I said, all right, if 
I beat you in both of these leagues, you have to hold up a sign that says Fabs is my daddy in fantasy football and post it on social media. <laughs> and I would do the same with Miz if he beat me. I whipped his butt in both. <laughs> and true to his word, he posted a picture, but he wrote the letters so small that you couldn't see what it said. And so he got me. <laughs> Even though I beat him, he got me. And then the other, the, the other very memorable moment was we played each other in a, in a league. It was a given week. And he was going to be on NFL uh, Fantasy Live that week. I said, if I beat you, I get the Intercontinental Championship. <laughs> because he was the IC champ at the time. And we made the wager. And I beat him. And on the show, I did the intro that he does and everything with his little cute twirl and his little oh, point. Wow. And I dressed up like him. I'm not nearly as handsome, but I tried. And I wore the actual Intercontinental Championship for part of the show. Is it I'll heavy? text you video and pictures of it. I, I have to see this. It is so awesome because I'm a wrestling dork. Like I've loved wrestling forever. So to actually be able to wear the intercontinental championship for any period of time and call it my own, even though of course it wasn't was, was a lot of fun. Is it, it's as heavy as I think it is the belt, right? It's it like, is heavy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is heavy. Yes. That it was the, remember the white belt. Yes. That's the belt. Yeah. I'll, I'll, wow. I'll text you the video and the picture. It's, it's pretty cool. So the 2022 season, I have I have two bones to pick with the fantasy community at large, which I, I I'm not I, I feel bad making you answer for. And if you have uh, if if you're with me on this or against me on this, I'm curious to me, it seems like the two darlings that have arisen uh, first before the preseason was Trey Lance. And then during the preseason, which is always perilous to me because as a beat writer, I remember writing glowing stories about guys who were torching people in practice and preseason games, and then you never end up seeing them. George Pickens looks phenomenally talented to me. Um, I don't know who's getting him the ball. I don't know how that's going to work in practice, no matter how good he looks. Do you have a strong feeling on either one of those guys? And because I and and are you with me that they seem to be sort of these emerging trend setting uh, players in the in the offseason? Maybe their ADP has has risen to a out of control standpoint. No, I, I don't think so. Not Interesting. yet. Well, remember too, Connor. I mean, you know, quarterbacks. Unless you're Josh Allen or Mahomes or Herbert, I mean, you're not getting picked probably until the eighth or ninth round a lot yep. of times. But I, I'm I'm a fan of Lance because I love mobile quarterbacks and Kyle Shanahan is an offensive genius. The talent they have is is very good. Brandon Ayuk has been getting glowing reviews in camp. Mm -hmm. They've got Debo, they've got Kittle, they got a bunch of backs. I'm I just love mobile quarterbacks. And you don't need to be the most accurate quarterback from a fantasy perspective if you can run with the ball to be a starter. You remember Tim Tebow? I mean, that dude would throw passes that looked like they were shot in midair. <laughs> and he was a viable fantasy starter because of what he could do with his feet. And that's why I love Lance this year. I think he could be this year's Jalen Hurts. Interesting. As for George Pickens, listen, I mean, there's questions about 
the Steelers offense because there's no more Big Ben. Trubisky is, well, Trubisky. Uh, Kenny Pickett's a rookie. You've got Deontay Johnson in the mix there as well. Chase Claypool's in the mix. But I could see Pickens maybe jumping. And in fact, I've got Pickens and Claypool really close in terms of wide receiver rankings right now. Mm-hmm. Claypool potentially is a guy that they'll you know utilize in the slot and they'll have Pickens and, and, and DJ on the outside there. But I, I, I do like the talent. I don't know that Pickens is going to come out and light the world on fire like Jamar Chase. I don't think there's that wide receiver in the rookie class. Okay. I don't think there's like that Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase. I mean, listen, a lot of talented guys, you know, Drake London quarterback situation is, you know, a little bit questionable there in Atlanta. Uh, and that's putting it lightly. Same thing with the Jets, you know, with, with you know, Garrett Wilson. I like Elijah Moore a heck of a lot more than I like uh, Wilson uh, th- this upcoming season. But I, I, I do think people tend to get a little nuts, like the Isaiah Pachenko, like love oh right my now. Goodness. Yeah. Is insane. And OK. You, you want to pay attention to what's going on in the preseason, but I mean, you also got to take it with a little bit of a grain of salt. Jeez Louise. Like, yeah, maybe Ronald Jones doesn't make the roster and Pacheco is in the mix in a three headed backfield, but injuries would have to occur for him to get a chance to really make an impact. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you're, you're obviously paying attention to these players. I look at what Isaiah likely did. Jeez Louise. Doesn't mean I'm drafting him. Right. Right. How much, how much 12 is, has Roman run? I mean, maybe it's just because he didn't have the personnel, but I don't know that he's going to make a massive impact. A lot of rookie tight ends do not. I do feel like the names need to be on your radar and are they going to move up? Yeah. Is Brian Robinson moving up? Yeah. But at the end of the day, is Antonio Gibson more likely to lead that backfield in Washington in touches? I still think so. I still think so. So especially when you're playing with the high stakes folks, the way to compete in those leagues is to take shots on young guys mm-hmm. who like last year, I, and this, this was a, a league that I, uh, I ended up winning in the standings. I didn't win the whole thing and I should have because I had injuries left and right, but I had a Ross St. Brown. I had Jalen Waddle. I had guys that were not getting picked like super, super high, but they ended up outproducing their, their, their ADP. And that's what you're looking for. So Pickens would be that guy. Am I taking Pickens before like round nine or 10? No. Uh, Am I taking Trey Lance before round nine or 10? Probably not. But again, players that we, we, we see in preseason, people fall in love with them and then their ADPs get a little wacky and then regular season comes and they're on the waiver wire in week four. (laughs) I don't know that that's going to be the case with Pickens. I don't think it'll be the case with Trey Lance. I really, really like him. So that leads me into my next question, which is who, who are we kind of all missing on? And I know that's a, that's a broad question here, but you're seeing all the ADP stuff uh, rolling in who kind of blows your mind that, that, that is still being serially underrated and, and people aren't jumping on. I'm going to give you one player per position. Okay. And Trey Lance is still a 10th, 11th round pick. I really think he could be this, this year's Jalen Hurts. I really do. I I just love the situation that he's in. Uh, at running back, Damian Pierce. I think he's going to be the starter in Houston. And I get it. Their offensive line is not good. And the team is not good. But who do they have behind him? 
Rex Burkhead and you know, Marlon Mack. And he didn't, he didn't play the last preseason game, which to me means he's going to be the starter in week one. Yep. I think Levy Smith sort of, they've seen something in him. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson's another guy that I, I feel like you, you, you should be taking a, a long look at. A.J. Dillon, although he's moving up now. A.J. Dillon, and he's the number two back, but That's it's going to be favorite. 1A and 1B. I love A.J. Dillon. That dude is going to be fun to watch. He's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And, I mean, uh, I saw Rodgers come out and say that both him and Jones could catch 50 balls. I mean, I don't know if that's happening. But A.J. Dillon's got – he's got it. And if he gets a lot of the goal line opportunities there, that could be a guy who's a lot of fun. I also feel like moving on a wide receiver, like Alan Lazard. And I, I hear like a lot of Romeo dubs. Alan Lazard's not going to cost you a lot. He's going to be a wide receiver four. And he could be the wide receiver one in an offense that's run by one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. And in every full year that Aaron Rodgers has been the starter in Green Bay, at least one of his wide receivers has been a top 25 player in fantasy. Full point PPR. I think the likely player to, to do that is Lazard. Rodgers, and he's already come out and said, uh, you know, motivating the, the, the young wide receivers. He likes duties that he knows he can trust, and I think Lazard's that guy. I mean, Randall yeah. Cobb will be in the mix as well out of the slot. But I really think that Lazard is a player that, again, you get him as a four, maybe a five in a 10-team league, he could really end up bearing fruit. And then finally, tight end, how about Cole Komet? Now, he had 60 catches last year. He didn't score a touchdown. Get it. Who do they have in Chicago right now? Darnell Mooney and what? Yeah. Equinemia St. Brown? Vilas Jones? Byron Pringle, I mean, really? And believe it or not, last year, Cole Komet, I believe, off the top of my head, Connor, I think he had 60 catches. I think that was like the third most in franchise history from a tight end. It's like top five. <laughs> yeah. Top five. Here's, here's a good, here's a good uh, trivia question for you. In the Super Bowl era, which tight end has had the most catches in a single season in Bears franchise history? Um, I'll give you a hint. He's played. He, he played for several teams, including my beloved Dallas Cowboys. Uh, the Cowboys thing just threw me off. All right, and he's I, played. For, he also played for the Patriots. Give it to me, Martellus Bennett. Oh, okay. He had 90 catches one year. So anyways, wow. I, I like, uh, listen, I love trivia. Um, so I'm always up for that kind of stuff. But I think Cole Komet, and you're getting him in the double-digit rounds as a tight end too. And tight end's a thin position. There's not a lot that's guaranteed there besides Kelsey and Andrews and you know Kittle and Waller and even Waller, who knows now with Adams there. There's, there's I, I love Pitts, how can you not love him this year? But Cole Komet, if you like to wait on tight ends, is a player that you might want to target and you won't have to invest a lot of draft capital in him. We're talking about, you know, we're talking about getting guys over ADP. How am I doing with this guest, by the way? I'm, I feel like I'm nailing this. We're getting we're getting all this great advice. We got Guns N' Roses stories. I feel like, uh, I feel like I've killed it already as a, as a booker. I, I, I am uh, You're bringing I, I am glad to, to be here talking to you, my friend. I always uh, 
always love getting together and talking shop with you. Yes. And then uh, before we get you out of here, one guy we're all overdrafting that totally scares the living daylights out of you right now. <laughs> Only one. Um, I'm scared of everybody. Um, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Listen, Christian McCaffrey could end up being the number one player in fantasy football, or he could miss half the year and have many people in the world of fantasy football very disappointed again. Right now, Christian McCaffrey is going off the board as the number two player in fantasy. Jonathan Taylor's number one. He's the consensus top pick, and he should be. And earlier in the offseason, I was in mocks where McCaffrey was going like six, seven, eight. He's back to two. He's at two. And there is no bigger risk-reward player in fantasy football than Christian McCaffrey. There yeah. isn't. Now, I, I play in a million leagues. So I'll, I'll take him if I have a chance to take him, but not in every league. I, I love the talent. He is an amazing an amazing player who is probably as close as we've gotten to like LaDainian Tomlinson or Marshall Falk in a long time in terms of the skill set that he's got and the number. I mean, this dude was averaging like 30 points a game. I mean, he's, he's sick, sick, good, but that, that <laughs> number two overall for a guy who's played 10 games in the last two years, I guess no risk it, no biscuit, but that that's a player that, and, there are other guys too, like coming off of it. I mean, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas started to move up. We're now, you know, six, seven in terms of the round. He's already got a hamstring injury. The guy hasn't played barely any football in two years. And who's his quarterback now? It's not Drew Brees. Who's his head coach? Not Sean Payton. Who does he got to share targets with? Oh, Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry. And oh, by the way, Alvin Kamara's in the backfield still too. Sometimes people fall in love with names. I. I'm not in love with that name um, and, and not based on where he's going. Would I take him as a wide receiver three? Maybe 12 team league, but he, he certainly uh, frightens me a little bit because we haven't seen him in a while. And even though the offense is going to be very, very much the same, I, I still feel like you go from Drew Brees, no disrespect, Jameis Winston, but I mean, come on. And a defensive coach now, uh, and Dennis Allen, as opposed to an offensive mind, and, and Sean Payton, I, I don't know. What, I don't know if those those numbers are going to to match what what he could cost you uh, in some drafts. I love it. Uh, I've been secretly taking notes. By the way, I have all three of my drafts. I'm in I'm in three leagues, Michael, which is I I'm wish guessing I about was a, only a in three. I was going to say, which is probably about what a tenth of what you're uh, what you're putting down this year. Or? I, I, you know what? I'm not even sure now. I think because because <laughs> I keep having leagues added. Last year I was in 14, and that doesn't include best ball. But you don't have to run a best ball team. I probably have done I don't know like a dozen to wow. 15 best balls. But again, there's no investment during the season. But it'll be 14 to 16, and at the end of the year. I will be an absolute mess <laughs> from just pure exhaustion from trying to run all these teams, but it's somewhere in that, in that ballpark. Well, this is why we do it. We exhaust ourselves. We run the marathon every year and then we get back up and, uh, and, and we get back on the horse. Cause that's what we do. And the smartest ones go from NFL network to sports illustrated. 
That's what Michael Fabiano did. I was just following his lead. Michael, <laughs> thank you so much uh, for joining us and uh, for making this a really great pod. Always a pleasure. And um, I got to get you on my show here soon, pal, because we're getting close. We're getting Anytime. close. A few more weeks, man. A few more weeks, and those fantasy points are going to be for real. Labor Day is going to fly by. The MMQB NFL podcast is me. Connor Orr, and nobody else. Just kidding. Garrett Grambling, miss you, buddy. Can't wait to see you back next week. We are produced by Shelby Royston. SI's executive producer of podcasts is Scott Brody, and our senior podcast producer is Dan Bloom. Mark Mravik is the emeritus editor of the MMQB, and Super Bowl champion Andy Benoit is the founder of the MMQB NFL podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this feed on Apple Podcasts, and once you do, leave a rating and review because it really does help other people find the show, which is also available on Spotify. Spotify, Stitcher, SI.com, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com.